You just tuned in the top five by Zoe, the admirer of airtight flows, minor chord progressions, and intricate bass lines. This podcast is for my new listeners and prisoners and jealous rat cats that prefer dissing us. The OGs that know me, my music lovers, and the goats who I call my listeners. And most importantly, whoever you are, wherever you are on your musical journey. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Today I have a special guest and in terms of like pushing forward my agendas of black women in the music industry since we don't have as much representation, I have DJ Sable here. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for coming and pulling up from the BX. Yeah, all <laughs> the way from the boondocks. Yeah, it's okay. I'm glad you made it here <laughs> safely. Um, introduce yourself, where you're from, and your at name on Instagram, and what you do. Okay. Um, my name is Sable. I'm from the Bronx. Uh, at name is DJ dot Sable. DJ dot S A B L E. Um, and I'm a DJ and up and coming producer. Yeah. Nice. So, um, what was your background like in terms of like growing up in music? Growing up. Um, Heavy, heavy old school. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of Motown, uh, lots of disco era. That was completely all that we listened to Mm -hmm. as kids. Well, me and my sister listened to as kids. And um, that's why uh, even now, that's kind of like my root of what it is that I go back to when, you know, when I have a good time, when I want to listen to something that... uh, Makes me feel good, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of music nowadays don't really make me feel good. If that makes sense, but interesting. Yeah. So, um, what's your nationality or background? So I'm Jamaican and Cuban. My dad is Jamaican. My mom is Cuban. Interesting. Um, yep. What was that like in terms of the music in the household? So, did you listen to like? Cuban bachata <laughs> and stuff like that, or was it like mostly like American? It was honestly kind of a battle, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. my mom dominated the house with her Spanish music on Saturdays, and my dad he didn't really listen to a lot of uh, Caribbean music. He was mostly the Motown mm-hmm. um, listener, and that was what's on Sunday. So music-wise, it was always back and forth, back and forth. So I can appreciate, you know, the different sounds from different cultures because of that uh duality that i had in the house Mm, definitely um what were your main what was the things that you like to listen to growing up and what cultivated your want to be a dj um i would say 100 percent my probably biggest influence in music was definitely TLC that's what I I could listen to them for hours upon <laughs> hours yes Left Eye was like my inspiration for such a long time I think the first song I heard from them was Waterfalls mm-hmm. and I was just like what what is that rap part mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the yeah. part that I was like you know and um ever since then it was just kind of like uh I just like music with messages if mm. that makes sense like I like people that talk about something especially female rappers especially female any female artist as long as they i feel like they're more in tune with more emotions in some aspects and so just listening to them is just awe-inspiring that's interesting because lately it's been like a whole conversation about women in rap and uh, female rappers and like 
almost like it seems like people are being dismissive of how many women we can have if there can be like uh-huh. a quota or yeah. like are women talking about their pussy too much or are they talking <laughs> about sex too much like uh-huh. what do you what's your um what's your thoughts on basically today's landscape of music i have like very very uh opinions on a lot of things the whole um there can only be one female rapper <sighs> is honestly ridiculous yes. to me like where did yes. that even come from but i think it's because um women can i feel like competition everybody's has a level of competition especially in music mm-hmm. you know and uh with the things that some uh, women are saying like i'm number one or these girls is this and these girls is that kind of other women i feel take that to heart as if this is a per- what they're actually what their actual thoughts are or what they actually believe mm-hmm. and um that creates animosity you know um you hear a rapper or f- you hear a male rapper saying i'm the best i'm the this i'm that whatever mm-hmm. it's kind of like all right you're just talking to talk whatever you hear a female rapper say it and it's kind of like who she thinks she is mm. and then you come back and then that goes back and forth and back and forth and it's honestly so so sad um, in terms of are women talking about sex too much, is I I feel as though they're they have more to talk about, and that's the part that's disappointing to me mm. is not what you are saying, but is what you are not saying. Mm. I know you have thoughts. I know you have something that is more pressing on your mind. I know you have things that bother you, things that you really want to be more vocal about but it seemed like if that's all you have to offer it's kind of like do you deserve to be (laughs) do you deserve to call yourself number one you know and that's a good thing too though i think that there is a a a range of different rappers like you know Mm -hmm. like you have the city girls who you know they talking about scamming niggas Mm -hmm. and fuck it then you have (laughs) but then you also have like rhapsody who's like she's talking about different things like barring up J. Cole like you know what I'm saying so I think it's a good thing that we do have the diversity so if you really want that you can have that and if you don't you don't and we don't hold men to the same standards in terms of being like yeah y'all talk about y'all dicks too much and y'all really (laughs) do so I think that um I I think that we have a a wide range but I feel like there's a demographic that's definitely not being spoken to like Mm. I feel like there's definitely women who um, I feel I feel as though there is the female J. Cole out there or the female Nas out there. I feel like there is the female version of somebody who talks about pressing issues, somebody who talks about um, a variety of topics out mm-hmm. there who probably are just not either given the um, given the platform they need or just not um, or the opportunity. For but sure. I definitely believe that they're out there. Yeah, I think, and as this year continues, like, I honestly feel like women been making the best music this year, mm-hmm. and, like, so far. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, I mean, like, as the year goes on, maybe those people will reveal themselves, yeah. and hopefully, I mean, 
we can just have our ears open and like yeah. you know people would be able to lift those people up yeah. and like you said give them a platform and there's also there's a time and place for everything Absolutely. you know there's a time to be intellectual and serious there's a time to just be ratchet Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely I, I, I'm definitely one of those people especially as a DJ I play with my mood is you know right now sometimes I feel like being laid back sometimes I feel like being out there and aggressive and energy you know so everybody I feel like one of the problems with there not being enough female rappers is the fact that um, there is a time for everybody to shine, but mm-hmm. we're not giving them their time to shine, you know, or they're not, um, they don't have, like I said, that opportunity to shine when it is that moment, mm-hmm. you know, there shouldn't, there, there's no reason that right now when we think of female rap, we only think of Nicki Minaj and Cardi B, mm-hmm. you know, of course there are other names out there, but there's no reason that that's the what encapsulates all of female rap there's no reason for that no and hopefully like people like you <laughs> people like me can hopefully <laughs> yeah. bring them to the forefront and 100%. just um let people know um so what started your journey into djing um honestly uh i've always loved music uh i didn't know what it was that i wanted to do in that field i don't know i didn't know what it was that what my calling was or what I what I even had the skills enough to do but I just know music and me was just I just loved it and um it wasn't until I started working at uh H&M that they have uh in Times Square they have a DJ there Mm -hmm. and I would just hear him play and he he just was like amazing DJ Bamboo amazing amazing dj and shout out to he him. and shout out to him and he inspired me and then he taught me he was like hey, if you want to learn just after your shift come up and i'll teach you wow so every day you know after i would clock out of work i would go up there and i would stay there for an hour and a half and he would just teach me and i would just go home and learn and practice and i'm i'm still learning i'm still practicing but um it was kind of like the first time i did it or the first time i actually was up there headphones on turntables right there that i actually played live i was like this is it <laughs> wow this right here that's chief Colton said that was it wow <laughs> that that what a feeling yeah so like how long do you think how long was that process in terms of like from the day that you started being like he was mentoring you to the time where he was like okay i'm gonna be able to play live um honestly for me i felt like it took me like four or five months wow he was telling me you're ready two two months in and i was like so no i can't do this and he was just like if you don't get over that original uh initial fear then you're never going to play live mm. and i think that's what um that's kind of what pushed me to start you know what i just have to jump in full body and just do it because i think um music is one of those things that you, you honestly can't be a perfectionist then, mm. if that makes sense. It's kind of like you want to hone your craft as much as you can, but if you're waiting for something to be absolutely perfect, you're never going to do it. You're never going to put the song out. You're never going to put the rap out. You're never going to do your first mix. If you don't just do it and then learn progressively through that, then you're, and you're waiting until it's perfect to publish it, you're never going to start. That's an insightful... Um mind state to Mm -hmm. have especially in music because i'm 
I know myself too. I'm like the type that's like, Ugh, okay. I like overthink things. Yeah. And I want everything to be like, okay. Yeah. If I'm putting it out like this, I want to make sure. Yeah. It, like, it has to sound like this. It has yeah. To be like that. I know exactly what you mean. But you talking about putting your best foot forward and just going into it mm-hmm. just to get started anyway. Right. That's important. Definitely. Uh, um. So what do you um well what what equipment did you start learning on was it like the little Serato or the controller yeah, and stuff so like I that? Have a, I have a little um before I had a, a laptop I've been using for a long time mm-hmm. and um it was absolutely trash <laughs> absolutely oh. terrible um so I got a I got a new laptop it's still not what I needed to be but um it gets the job done um I bought like a little two hundred dollar controller off amazon Mm -hmm. no idea what i was doing with it (laughs) wow but uh, i was i was actually bringing the controller actually to work with me to have bamboo teach me on my thing how to do this at home because i was like i'm at home and i have it's just a bunch of buttons yeah and and two circles to me i have no idea what i'm doing yeah and so um yeah so that was uh that's how i started and i actually still have it i still have that that little controller and it's funny because it even though it's so simplistic and so um, kind of elementary, mm-hmm. it's what I learned off of and it's what I feel comfortable playing on. So even when I go to events or any type of any place that I play in, they'll have equipment, but I always bring it with me. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's like, like just like your motivation, like your memento. Yeah, just like my a- DJ 101 controller, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> DJing 101 controller, baby size, yeah. <laughs> that's cute so like um so going from when your first time that you actually played live to actually being like you know this is something that I want to do like what would be one thing that you would tell yourself that like if you had to talk to yourself back then like what was what would be some advice that you would give yourself um definitely start earlier Mm. um I, but you're so young, like those. Yeah, but you know like, what? I am you know 40. what? <laughs> you know what? I you know how I see it is, um, and this is one of the dangers I think of social media in general. I mean, I have a lot of opinions on social media, but one of the things I think is we get into a mindset of always comparing ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like me and. I don't know, Ariana Grande or me and Cardi B could be the same age and like, look where I'm at versus Mm -hmm. look where they're at. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So we kind of get into this race of by this age, I need to have done this Mm. or by this time, I need to have done this. The only reason I would tell myself to start earlier is because the only reason I didn't was out of fear or the reason I didn't was out of thinking um, I couldn't do anything with it. (laughs) Like It's kind of like, where would this actually lead you? How this, this is not going to do anything for you. So Mm. my advice would be to, I would have tossed that fear a long, long time ago and not, who knows, I wouldn't have been farther along now or whatnot. That, that wouldn't have been important to me, but it's like, I would have found something that I love to do a lot faster. Mm. And when you're doing something that you love to do, um, it's, it brings like a joy to your life that I think everybody needs, you know, mm-hmm. as soon as possible. You know, we're all taught to kind of follow a schedule in our lives, like a follow addendum of go to school, do this, get a job, blah, blah, blah. And we think it's supposed to be at a certain time frame. But, you mm-hmm. know, we create our own time frame. Yeah. And so I would have definitely went back and said, stop following this time frame and do your own time frame. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> no, but it's very true. And um, it's something that probably I would tell myself when I was younger, too. Mm-hmm. Like, just to 
put your foot forward mm-hmm. when you see that this is something that you know yeah. that you want to do just yeah get started yeah and um, kind of um don't i would also say don't um be discouraged mm. um by any messes or anything you do wrong or anything that's not received well because my first mix was horrible (laughs) i hear that it was (laughs) how did it go what was the what was the experience to give us the play-by-play um so uh bamboo told me uh that to just i was doing it slowly like slowly learning how to leave one song to the next song to the no song to the next song and he just told me one day just play straight and show me what you can do with like he gave me like a 10 songs or something like that and said mix it and do something with it and Mm. i did it and it was absolutely like i have no idea what i was doing i'm jumping around times were off beats did not flow it was jagged and disgusting and um i sent it to him and he was just like oh you have it's kind of you got some good things in here you know Mm. some things that need to be polished whatever and i was like don't lie to me (laughs) (laughs) don't don't lie to me you know very well i mean i like teachers who are encouraging yeah yeah. they'll tell you yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so and i'm i did another one and i actually played it live at the store at h&m on times square and i was listening to it and i was just like yo there's like a hundred people in this building i don't know if you've ever been to the mm-hmm. that. i know it's exactly a, what you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. Yep. it's a big big building and i was just in there like yo they're all hearing this mm-hmm. especially and, it's blaring as soon as you yeah, walk in the door yeah and i'm like this is whack <laughs> like oh my god i'm so glad i didn't <laughs> put my tagline on it i'm so oh glad they don't gosh. know it was me you know but hearing it and um hearing it live show me what it is that I needed to work on and then I went home and I worked on it Mm. and that's the important part it's kind of like even though um your first might not be great your first 10 might not be great whatever it is that you're doing if you're making if you're doing music um if you're making beats if you're doing whatever it is you're doing your first might just be whack like you might be trash for a while it's a learning process it's a definite learning process and I think that's one of the things what's so disheartening is the fact that once, once again, with social media and online, we only see the the, the highlights. The good, yeah, the good mm-hmm. parts. Yep. You know, we only see what worked. We didn't see what took to get to that point. That's beyond true. I have that conversation often, like, here and even in my personal life about, like, you don't always see, like, that's why I like having these conversations mm-hmm. because I like seeing how people's lives yeah. were, like, the mistakes that they made and mm-hmm. like because we don't often talk about it as much like yeah. it's only we only talk about it when we get to this high point like mm-hmm. you know like we can talk about how you know who left destiny's child right after beyonce right. is already beyonce and destiny's right. child is already destiny's yeah, child but kind of a revisionist history you yes know? It, you know hindsight is twenty twenty, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like looking back you know, you can see, oh, maybe this this is how they got, you know, if you only see the front picture and you don't see what it took to get to that point, then you're, you're kind of missing a big chunk of the of the story, mm-hmm. of the origin story, you know? Yes. So um, who would you say are, like, your inspirations in terms of, like, you um, shouted out DJ Bamboo is yes. his name? Yeah. Who else, like, did you have any, like, Met other mentors like in DJing that you looked up to, and even you say you do are an up and coming producer. Mm-hmm. Um, who are people that you look up to, or do you have any mentors in that? Um, 
definitely not in terms of producing um like bamboo is the one who trained me um there was another dj his name is dj sweat and he um he gave me pointers he gave me tips they both kind of another dj was dj ariel she helped me out too um and they they kind of just they they gave me the tools and then it, what i liked about it was like they gave me the ingredients and told me basically make a meal with mm, it mm. and so that's that's was their mentoring in terms of producing it was kind of like straight honestly youtube videos <laughs> wow straight yeah. youtube like i really wanted to go to school for it. i really wanted to find classes you know to do to learn it professionally but um so far i haven't did and unfortunately there's not many um there's not many programs for that from a lot of people i just learned by uh word of mouth a lot of people i just learned um watching people do it that's why um it's something that i'm still working on and mm-hmm. something i don't feel like I can confidently, that's why I say up and coming, I don't feel confident saying, yeah, I'm a producer right now because mm-hmm. I, I I, feel as though I have enough respect for the craft to know what it looks like and what it's not supposed to look like, what it sounds like and what it's not supposed to sound like. And um, I don-- don't know if that may sound like self, you know, righteous or anything like that, but I do feel like a lot of people... um call themselves oh i'm a singer or i'm a rapper i'm a model i'm a this i'm a that and i'm not saying don't you know that's your dream then go ahead and do it but i don't feel as if i feel if everybody's calling themselves something special then it's no longer special Mm. so if everybody's saying i'm a producer i'm a producer you know probably people are people are probably sick of hearing that like <laughs> like you know if you ever walk down you know Times square and people are passing out their mixtapes or whatever people are probably sick and tired of listening to listen i'm a rapper i'm a this I'm i've a been that. telling people first of all it's 2019 if you're giving me a cd you're already doing it wrong. <laughs> you already like wrong <laughs> you're already in the wrong path but yeah back to the drawing board yeah i i understand what you're saying about like the saturation of these um professions in the music mm-hmm. industry so it like like even with me like podcasting mm-hmm. i started a podcast yeah before in 2016 with my one of my best friends mm-hmm. and i remember nobody knew what a podcast was wow. mind you podcasting's been a thing for a wow. long time but yeah. like i remember we were like trying to tell our friends like oh listen to our podcast like what's the podcast right, now right. everybody now has everybody, a podcast yeah, yeah. and it's like starting a back from square one yeah. it's like uh, yeah i have yeah. a podcast like and it seems yeah. saturated but my advice to you would be like all the cream rises to the top mm. eventually and literally like i see your passion for it mm-hmm. and like even like you said your respect for the craft mm-hmm. and i think that it's worth you putting it out into the atmosphere and right. actually continuing on that path and right it, yeah it is difficult to um find mentorship and trying to find that act mm-hmm. like the programs that do it mm-hmm. because that's why you um caught my eye because i was like oh there's not a lot of women that are producers that yeah, yeah. like and or even are trying to be producers right. so what what would you say like would be your distinctive quality in terms of you making beats or what are you trying to achieve in terms of that um i think this what i try to do different from everyone else is kind of make sounds that can be 
that can transcend, I don't want to say time, that sounds so philosophical, but no. kind of make things that are not Evergreen. just here in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of beats or a lot of sounds, like especially as a DJ, and that's one of the reasons, funny enough, that I got into DJing because I really thought I wanted to, I really liked producing. Mm-hmm. Or I really wanted to learn producing. And somebody told me, hey, if you want to learn how to produce, learn how to DJ first. It makes it so much easier. And yeah. It Definitely didn't. Yeah. Like, I, it definitely In terms of sense. the timing and blending yeah. different sounds yeah. and stuff like that. Definitely. It's a, huge, it's a definitely. 100% so happy I did it this way, especially because mm-hmm. I, lo- I fell in love with DJing, yeah. you know? But when it comes to producing, it's, um, it's a little bit different. And as a DJ, I've heard... Um, I hear... I do a lot of, like, showcases where rappers come out and they... A lot of underground people come out and they... Um, do their music and stuff like that, and I listen to a lot of it. And I'm like, y'all sound the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all sound. Yeah. I mean, and I hate. I don't want to. I never say anything to discourage people. I just say things so people can hear and be like, okay, well then that's not gonna be me. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I have people who send me music all day long. I have people who email me their beats. Or I have people who email me or DM me their songs. You know, stuff like that. And I listen to it, and I honestly want. I honestly do root for them, mm. but I do know that a lot of them are just, they're just following the trend. And if you follow the trend, you're always going to be behind, mm. you know? I know it's, it's cliche to say, you know, don't follow the trend, start them. But honestly, that's kind of what it is that I want to, that's kind of what it, my distinctive trait is when it comes mm. to producing is um, doing what I think sounds right and then adding more to it and then doing something unexpected to it so it's kind of like i love like percussion sounds Mm -hmm. like i i love it and i love like um i i love trap beats (laughs) you know yeah i absolutely love trap beats i mean it's hard not to bop yeah it's it's just 100 you're not gonna like like, just stay still yeah if i can combine those two if i can make this beat and then add something like some aura to it or mm. add some type of feeling to it where um like i love trap beats and i love neo soul beats mm-hmm. like like your beats definitely Tanza. sound like it definitely yeah, sound like a mix like, like you put yeah. a little 808 type sound yeah, and it and just has some random like, yeah. like smooth shit i was yeah. like oh that's dope. that's dope i love like them smooth old sounds you know so like that so that's that's kind of i guess where my distinctive niche is so what do you listen to nowadays um, to be completely honest, a lot of, um, not a lot in terms of mainstream mm-hmm. music. Um, what am I listening? I, I'm always going to listen to Jacob. Always. Mm-hmm. For the rest of my life. <laughs> For the rest of my uh, life. You're a Dreamville stan. I'm always going to listen to that, to that man for the rest of my life. Um, I I try like I said I I try to listen to things that inspire me honestly, and that's a lot of old music. Um, that's a lot of Erica Badu. That's a lot of um. Just kind of um sound like like I said sounds that I have meaning to, mm. especially because um in my life and I think all of us are in a place where. You know, you're you're just trying to find your way. You're just trying to find your meaning. You're just trying to find what is your philosophy versus the philosophy of the world. Like, mm-hmm. can you, is everything you think organic or is it um, p- 
put into your mind, put into your brain. You know what I'm preach, saying? So preacher. yeah. So I'm kind of like I listen to things that make me think. Mm. So I I listen like I said a lot to um, J Cole, and Erica Badu. Um, and sometimes I listen to things that just kind of also show in a weird way like people being weak or being real and raw like yeah so like like i said earlier like janae aiko i think she's very she makes a lot of music that i can just relax to um makes a lot of music like that um Mm -hmm. her you know things like that just love her yeah exactly so just like anything that i feel like well, that's what I listen to seriously. Of course, you know, of course, I'm gonna play Cardi B. Of course, I'm gonna listen to City Girls. Of course, yeah. of course, they they're my my wake up anthem. But yeah, like there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, either. yeah, like, no, at all, nothing wrong with it at all. So, who would you say like this show is top five? And like, I would say mostly we talk about our top five and mm-hmm. being like you know people who inspired us or mm-hmm. our favorite people. So, mm-hmm. I guess I should ask you. Who would you say, like, are your top five favorite? And I'm not going to say it's not, like, based on lyrical ability. This is, like, you list. This is what you want to listen to every day. For like, rappers or just people in general? Anybody. Anybody in general? Mm-hmm. Um, going to be, like, the most random. <laughs> I love it when it's random. Yeah. I mean, I listed three of them already. It's going to be J. Cole, TLC, Erica Badu. Um, like I said, I love Motown. So, the Supremes, Diana Ross and Supremes. Yeah, Yo, you're so young to be saying that, not, but yeah. that is amazing. But they're so I'm influential. Also, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, how dare these this new generation not know who Queen died? Started all this, okay. you know? How dare they? Queen. Um, right. And weirdly, this is gonna be like my most probably random of the whole bunch. You don't look at me like what? <laughs> I love the Beatles. Interesting. The Beatles. And the reason why I love the Beatles is because there's, I like simplicity Mm. in music, where it's kind of like now I have to make the talent speak for itself. Mm -hmm. And they just, the way, the things that they wrote, first of all, they wrote their own songs. They, they play their own instruments. Yes. I I would say that. Yes. And Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Yeah. yeah. They are absolutely, and it's kind of like, they're the re- they're one of those people that everybody knows their name, but nobody knows why they're that big. Like, mm-hmm. why is it mm-hmm. when every time somebody breaks a record, they're like, "Oh yeah, they they broke the Beatles records." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they just they just passed the, the Beatles on this, that, and the third thing. They they had all these for a reason. And I think when you close your mind off to different types of music, you're cheating yourself out of experience and out of talent. That is just abounding you know what i'm saying and there there's just so much um talent in so many different areas there's so much music that could speak to you that you would never know because you don't you don't give it a chance for whatever reason but um yeah my dad is a big beatles fan so that's how i listen to it but the reason why they influential they influence me is because like i said earlier when it comes to music if you I tend to be a perfectionist and you can't be a perfectionist. I also, like you said earlier, you tend to overthink. I tend to overthink too. Mm-hmm. And I listen to them and I'm just like, they just have this one drum going like this, this one guitar going like this, and then it... Literally, yeah. like the... Like, if you think about, like, the chord progressions and, yeah. like you said, the beats in yeah, terms yeah. of, like, how... When the Beatles song structure... Yeah. Pretty much are the same in most yeah, of their songs if you exactly, think about it. Exactly, exactly. And I, and I think 
you know, if it don't broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And um, not to say that you can't expand, not to say that you can't grow, but even even like for example, take the Beatles and, and then take J Cole. J Cole, love J Cole. Um, <laughs> he he creates, you know, he makes his own beats. Um, he produces a lot of his own beats, and even though it's like they're always different, and he always does these fun twists to it, I can hear the formula mm. that he makes mm. especially when it comes to rapping when it comes to rapping there's just a formula that he sticks to and you know some it there's a reason why it's gonna it'll last a while you know because even though you may say oh, it's the same thing or i hear a lot of people say j cole is boring and how dare you but, <laughs> how, how dare you how dare you <laughs> but yeah some people may call you know boring or whatever or spice it up or this kind of thing but um what would you describe his formula. pattern like it's weird how would i how would i even put it like if right? somebody never heard j cole like ah. which is blasphemy at this point but right who, it, how would you describe it i think it's kind of like it's kind of like a story. He does. I feel like, well, in terms of his lyrics, it's always like a story where it's like he'll come out and he'll spit and he'll go hard. And then there's like a moment in every song where it's like there's a vulnerable moment where he's saying something that really is in the back of his head. Like, okay, I gave you what y'all want to hear. Y'all want to hear me say I'm the best, I'm a this, I'm that, da, da, da. And I use that as a segue to now get into what I actually want to talk about. Mm. This is what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then... That's why it kind of like it just snaps in your head like, oh, snap, that was he went, you know, pretty deep right there. I wasn't expecting that. So I feel like he he does a lot of that. I think he does a lot of um, just um, kind of keeping things like very, very raw mm-hmm. in terms of um, his um, in terms of like, again, his his lyrics. But I think his like it'll be like a raw be like a raw lyric but on a very sensitive beat i don't know if i'm describing it right but it's just like it's just it speaks to me in so many ways because it's kind of like it's soothing but with that still fire and that still you know passion you know what i'm saying that if that makes any sense at all but i mean it makes sense i think and i'm glad that you were able to articulate it because Mm -hmm. like I I definitely I love J Cole and I also definitely have my criticisms of, yeah. of him, mm-hmm. but I also love to hear what people hear. Yeah, like what because everybody yeah. has different ears yeah. and like you said, yeah, we were t- a few minutes prior about um, you know how people submit their music to you or like yeah. and they kind of sound the same. Yeah, but yeah. It's interesting when we have these anomalies in music yeah. and have these stars yeah. and like to yeah. hear what r- people really hear and yeah. like not to this is gonna be a weird comparison coming out of my mouth but like even like with Whitney Houston yeah. like we know that she's an amazing voice yes. but to hear what everybody hears in her yeah, or what yeah. you like what song like yeah. really touched you or like was like okay yes we yeah, can sing the one, that right. yeah so i yeah. feel like with J- our j coles everybody, our kendrick's our yeah. drake's like everybody ha- has that one that like everybody hears it differently i know exactly what it is that you're saying mm-hmm. and so and you know and i want to go back to when people submit music to me i am looking for the different sound because mm-hmm. i want to give whatever platform i can give 
people who are trying, who are, first of all, who are vulnerable enough to put their music out there, because it's not an easy thing. No. It's not an easy thing to get on stage. It's not an easy thing to, like, keep hustling and hustling and pushing and pushing, you know, and, and waiting for, like, that breakthrough or whatever. It's not an easy thing. So I want to help people as much as I can. But I have to also be true to what I think is quality mm-hmm. and, you know, building my reputation. So... If there's a sound and people will give it to me, like, oh, can you play this or can you mix that or whatever, stuff like that. Um, if you're doing any gigs or whatever, can you play my song? Blah, blah, blah. I have no problem doing it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to play your song, it's kind of like I believe in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I believe in the song that you played. That's why I played it. But, mm. you know, and a lot of a lot of what I do, and this may be dumb of me to say, but a lot of what I do is not for money. I don't. You know, when I DJ, I don't charge a no, lot. No, I don't. Same. <laughs> I'm like, this is free. A lot of DJ gigs, I don't charge a lot of money. Um, beats that I've given to people, I did not charge them. Mm-hmm. I gave them to, for free only because I really, if I really believe in what you're doing, I want to be there to support it. Mm. You know, so um, if people give me a song or if people give me a song and I think, yo, this needs to be heard. Then heck yeah, I'll play it. Mm-hmm. I'll find a way to get it out there. You know, I have no problem supporting the people around me. And, you know, because, like I said, I was given a lot of mentoring. I was given a lot of chances with, you know, for free. Mm-hmm. And um, with no name, with no status, with none of that. So there's absolutely no reason I'm going to do that for someone else. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because a lot of people, like, and I, I think that's one thing that, is genuine about you and that we don't necessarily have in the music industry as much anymore Mm -hmm. and at least from the beginning like i think that it's good like it's what you're doing is very charitable charitable and generous and stuff like that and like you don't often find people who do it for the love versus like an agenda yeah yeah and i mean i can't fault people from wanting to make money off of something i can't fault people from wanting to um I don't know. For whatever reason that, you know, who who just want fame or just whatever. I can't, you know, that's what you want. That's what you want. I would say, though, that um, when you do something, um, I don't even want to say for the wrong reasons, but when you kind of do something for fame or for money, understand you will probably get it and then lose it, if mm. that makes sense. Because it's like the fame that burns the fastest, you know, burns out the quickest too so it's like if you're not cultivating true um love for your craft or if you're not even cultivating your craft to the full extent of who you are or what you want it to be or what you want it to sound like understand that it may be very very temporary so you may drop a song it may be the hottest song of the year you know summer 2019 is coming up so mm-hmm. you may be it may be fast. hit after hit off a hit, and then by next by 2020, you know, where are you? Mm. So it's kind of like, I feel like, take the time. I, I would say, for me personally, I the reason why I don't do it for money or this or whatever is because I genuinely love it. And I'm taking the time to explore more of what I love about it and how I can convey that to the audience or how I can convey that to other people. That's kind of my... That's kind of where I'm doing with it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if other people just want to, like, take off, then you know what I mean? I'm not going to fault you. Go ahead, get your money. But understand that it may 
come and go mm-hmm. way faster than you think it might. Yeah, I think people who aren't doing it to be genuine, it's it's gonna show. Yeah, and your longevity. Definitely. Those who actually have their heart in it, it's gonna make be steadfast, and it's gonna be an mm-hmm. upward build versus like you don't have any foundation, you you can't stand on anything. Yeah. So. Wow, this was a dope convo. Yeah, yeah, I'm and so happy. What would you like the audience to be aware of that you have going on for you? Um, honestly, just watch out for more content because definitely, um, this year I'm working like not much I can say about it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but definitely watch out because I'm definitely going to work out with um, working with a bunch of new artists. I'm definitely going to. Um, help people get more sounds out. Definitely playing, a, hopefully, a lot more, a lot of college gigs. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm gonna try and hit as many colleges in the New York area. So look out for that as well too. But uh, yeah, it Dope. should be it should be a great summer. I'm really looking forward to it. And tell them your at name again and where you, they can find your beats or yeah. like they can hit <laughs> you up with their music or definitely, like definitely definitely. Um, so my at is at DJ Sable. So at DJ.sable. Um, beats are on SoundCloud, the same name, DJ Sable. Um, mixes are on Mixcloud um, for copyright reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Is it right? Mm-hmm. Name, at name, yeah. Yep. Right. That, this was dope. Thank you Thank so you. much Thank for even so taking much. the time. No, of course. And like I said, though, you're by far the most pleasant um, experience I've had in my business definitely in my Thank career you, definitely one of the most professional definitely i'm so happy that you're doing this podcast i'm so happy that you continue to do it wow even after um what you were telling me about whatever happened in 2016 but um yeah i i think you are definitely going to do something amazing and, and we're gonna it. work together girl like don't let's do it. This, this is just the start so yeah let's do it look out for sable y'all yes thank you this is a wrap.